Hey, beloved, how are you doing? It is your friend and brother, uh, the spiritual architect. Um, how are you doing on tonight? We hope that you are fine. Just give us a second. We just need one more minute to log in um, to uh, our Facebook and then we will be uh, ready to go. And so we're just letting some people know that we are we are up and we are on and that uh, we are rip roaring and ready to go. Amen. Amen. A-H-I-J-K-L-M-N. Y'all help me to spell. Y'all know I don't know my alphabet like that. Amen. 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 I think we got everybody. Amen. Amen. And now we are ready to go live. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Is there okay, sister? Ralph is waiting to be admitted. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Having a smile on you. We thank you. We thank you. Hope and pray and trust people are coming and are on their way. We've gone live on Facebook and we hope that you can see us as we can see you. We hope that all is all is well. Amen. 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 Let me just let a few more people know that we are here. And then we will be getting started. Amen. 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 I know you may have already got one, but you might get it again. Uh, please, sir. Please, ma'am. All right. All right. All right. All right. I just want to invite a handful of people and let them know that that we are on the air. Amen. 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 I want to thank those of you who went um, to uh, Anchor FM and liked and subscribed to the station. For those of you who gave donations, um, subscribe to give a monthly donation to the ministry. We want to thank you and say God bless you and have a smile on you. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry and this minister um, and what we are trying to do. So please, sir, please, ma'am, continue to sow a seed in this ministry as liberally as you can. We've been trying to find a way to go on and invite as many people as possible and 
Um, sometimes it sends invites and sometimes it does not. So we are just trying to take our time and try to reach as broad of an audience as we possibly can. Um, and so we are on Zoom, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube Live, and then we are on the conference call. And then um, we try to, on Sunday morning, record just the sermon and then put the sermon up on the um, podcast. So we thank you. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for bearing with us. Um, we got somebody else in the Okay, Sister Ranson. Okay, admitting. Um, yeah, and so we thank you for being with us. We thank you for bearing with us. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your participation. And certainly we solicit your prayers. And we thank you for um, all acts of kindness that you have shown to us. And so we just ask that you continue to be with us all right let us put this in pastor lee please pray at gmail.com all right all right all right all right hey sister thomas hey cousin lamar hey sister marion hello 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 to each and every one of you on here on tonight amen so kingdom building people kingdom building people and so we know that 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 the kingdom of god and kingdom building people um for god the primary thing is worship so we've been talking about that um i think i look a little closer this feels a little bit more comfortable i rearranged some stuff um and so um kingdom building people and the kingdom building process and so we want to, we are on page uh, five tonight. If you don't have this, email me, shoot me an email at passedawayplease.com and I'll send you a copy of it. We are on page five in the bottom box, okay? We are on page five in the bottom box. We are on page five in the bottom box. I'm asking, hey, how y'all doing? I'm asking those of you who can, please watch, enjoy, and share. And I'm asking those of you who are willing, um, would you be so kind as to host a watch party for me right now or with us right now? If you can, if you are so moved, we thank you. Good to see my cousin on there, uh, uh, Minister Danny Lamont Wade II um, out of Atlanta. Great to see him on here on with us on tonight. And so we want to talk about um, kingdom people, and we want to talk about worship and what separates kingdom people apart. And so right now we're still in worship, and we try to cover a little bit of all three, worship, behavior, and practice. Now, let me pause parenthetically because I got this email inbox that they saying, Reverend Wade, what's the difference between behavior and practice? What's the difference between behavior and practice? I think they're both the same. Okay, so Behavior is how you behave. It is well-behaved, there's good behavior, there's bad behavior, there's wise behavior, there's foolish behavior. It is, it is your behavior like children. You behave one way in church and you behave uh, another way on your job. 
you behave uh, one way when you're around your friends and family that know you, you behave another way when you are in a professional setting. Uh, it is it is the things that you do, uh, your actions, your character, right? And so when we talk about the worship and that, you know, we, we worship primarily, and then we talk about kingdom people behavior, kingdom people behavior is consistent. It is constant. It is always about seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. So our behavior, our daily behavior, our daily actions and character is about continued, behave, continued kingdom building behavior. Right Now practice. Here's what practice is. Good friend of mine went to high school with Elijah Bryant. Elijah Bryant played basketball with us, high school basketball. We were in practice one night. Practice is preparation for the game. We were in practice one night. Actually, let me back up. Two nights before, we were in a game. The ball was going out of bounds. Elijah Bryant with no regard for his own safety, dove with reckless abandon to save the ball. Reckless abandon. Game was on the line. I think it was a close game. I think we wound up winning. But with reckless abandon, Elijah Bryant dove to save the ball. So it wouldn't go out of bounds and we got the ball. Three or four nights later, we were in practice. The ball was going out of bounds. Guess what Elijah Bryant did? There's nobody in the gym. There's no cheering crowds. There is no fans. There is, it is not a live game. It is practice, as Alan Iverson said. The ball was going out of bounds. Guess what Elijah Bryant did? Dove with reckless abandon the same way he did in the game situation to save the ball. You know what the coach said? Elijah, you don't have to practice anymore because your behavior in practice and the game are the same. You, What you do when people are looking, you do it when people are not looking. So therefore, practice makes you perfect. In other words, practice leads to perfection. So Elijah demonstrated that he was striving for perfection because he did the same thing when the gym was filled with people yelling his name as he did when the gym was empty and wasn't nobody yelling his name. So our practices, are you with me? Our, our practice as kingdom people is what we do when we ain't at church on Sunday morning. Is what we do when we behind closed doors. Do we pray the same way with the same sincerity, vigor, and vim when ain't nobody saying, come on, say it, doc. When we in the shower preaching to ourselves. See your practice. What, what are you what is your practice at home? What is your practice in private? Not your behavior, but what is your what is your practice? Like I gave y'all an example the other week. Uh, I was slipping down the stairs. Nine seconds, 14 steps. 
Because what my practice was at home, I kept saying those same words. Oh, Lord, help me. Thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus. So what happens is a lot of times what we are, how we behave in the world when everybody's watching us ain't the truth about how we practice. See, some people can only get up at game time. I won't say no names, but I had some guys on my team, they be like, oh, man, late to practice, get to practice when they want to. Lamar played basketball in roughing a few years after me. You know, they wouldn't practice hard, wouldn't run hard. Then they get to game time when the gym is filled with cheerleaders and girls and everybody. Now they want to be a super duper star. Now they want to shoot the ball 50 times and do this and do that. And, you know, no, practice. You perfect your behavior in practice, in private. The best sermons I've ever preached, y'all ain't never hear. Just broke out sitting in my recliner, in the shop, laying down in the bed at night, and they would come to me. That's why I preach the way I do, consistently preach the way I do. Because that's my practice. Trust me, I preach harder to me and these four walls and the angels who present than I do if I'm in front of a thousand people or 500 people. Because that's my practice. My behavior and my practice are two different things. So that's why we talk about kingdom people, behavior and practice. Because there's some people who say they're kingdom people. They behave one way on Sunday morning, but they practice something different on Monday afternoon. Okay? And I'm not talking about like when you're at your job. I'm talking about like your personal practice, your personal prayer life. They get in church on Sunday morning and want to pray for three and a half hours. They don't pray all week at home. They get in church on Sunday morning. They want to jump, roll in the aisle, snot, spit, speak in 46 tongues and sign language. And then when they get at home, they, you know, they sit and watch TV or they don't even read the Bible or listen to any gospel music or they don't, they don't do anything. So our behavior and our practice has to match up. So that's why I'm talking about kingdom, our worship and our behavior and our practice, okay? So number five, we on page five, the bottom box, um, and we still looking at 1 Peter 2 and 9. The priority and growth in worship births power, evangelism, and spiritual victories. Remember I told you that? That the priority and growth in worship births power, evangelism, and spiritual victories. That is where you get your power. That is where God is present. That is where God protects. That is where God plans. That is where God pities us. When we are in worship, he pities every groan. And then it gives us the power of evangelism and our spiritual victory. It gives us, it, it, it strengthens us. So the priority and growth in worship 
births power, evangelism, and spiritual victories. So next to number two, what you want to write is, I'm pregnant with a powerful purpose. Mm. I'm pregnant with a powerful purpose. Good evening. Good evening, sister. Good evening. Did I miss anybody? All right. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So I'm pregnant with a powerful purpose. You're pregnant with a powerful purpose because of worship. It gives birth. So, so you ever hear people always talking about, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, and they never do then they've had what's called a spiritual miscarriage. See, we have spiritual miscarriages when we get so focused on we, 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 and we want the worship, we want the praise, we want people to pat us on the back, and we forget about God, that purpose with which we were pregnant, we lose it, we lose it. And so we have a spiritual miscarriage. And so what happens is when you are pregnant with a powerful purpose and you keep your worship and your focus on God, it brings it to fruition. Trust me, there might be somebody who started after you and build that 10,000 seat arena before you. That wasn't for you to do in that time frame. All pregnancies, you all know this, you ladies, you know this, all pregnancies don't necessarily go to full nine months. And so spiritual births happen not in, in, in chrono time, but in Kairos time. They happen in God's time that you give birth. But what you have to do is not get discouraged, not get tired, not let what you're spiritually pregnant with hinder you and get you so down that you don't want to continue to worship. So you have to keep on continuing to worship until it's time to give birth to that thing inside of you. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I see y'all. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Until it's time to give birth to that thing that's inside of you. Right? Okay. So number three, Second Peter notes the royal priesthood. Let me read it again. Second Peter 9 notes the royal priesthood. But you are a chosen race, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a people to be a personal possession. Why are you this? To sing the praises of God who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Because watch this, once you were a non-people and now you are the people of God. Once you were outside his pity, now you have received pity. So write this, there is power in God's pity. There is power in God's pity. Not because I am pitiful that God pities me. He has pity on me because I am part of his royal priesthood. I am part of his royal priesthood because I worship. And I worship like kingdom people worship. I am loyal to the throne. 
I am loyal to the throne. And so when we worship like kingdom people worship and we are loyal to the throne, then he rewards us. The loyalty, the, the, the reward for loyalty to the throne is a crown. Loyalty to the, the reward for the loyalty to the throne is your crown. So next to number three, what you want, what you want to write is I have a crown for my conviction in Christ. Ah, I wish somebody got that. I got a crown because of my conviction in Christ, not just my commitment, but my conviction. I am convicted. I'm guilty of being a child of God. I'm guilty of trusting in God like Christ. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of worshiping God. I'm I'm guilty of giving my all when I am at my worst. I am giving God my best. So I have a crown for my conviction to the call and the call of Christ. I have a crown for that conviction. Right? I have a crown for that conviction. Number four, number four. Number four, good evening, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Number four, number four. Look at number four. The spirit of worship is essential to all advancement in the kingdom. So watch this, watch this, watch this. On any job, right? On every job, it might not be, the three words I'm going to use might not be the three words that they use on your job, but these are three things that is sent you to any advancement. The first is presence. You got to be present. They ain't going to advance or promote nobody who don't show up on time. Even Satan was smart enough to show up. God gives assignments to people who show up. You can't get an assignment if you don't show up. School system, if you miss a certain amount of days, they don't care how smart you are. They'll fail you because you have to be present a certain amount of time because that's part of it. So, 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 so part of your promotion is presence. You got to be present to be promoted. But then number two, number two, you have to be productive. Ah, I wish somebody was praying with me. I wish somebody was praying with me. You have to be productive. You can't cost the company money. You got to make the company money. If you got to, if you keep costing the company, if you costing the company $1,000 a day, as opposed to making them $10,000 a day, you're counterproductive. You have to be productive. Now, what do I mean? Does that mean I'm saying, oh, you got to go out and evangelize and talk to 10 or 20 people every day? No, that's not what I'm saying. Your praise and your worship makes you productive. Your prayer life produces something. Your prayer life and praying for others drop seeds in the hearts and in the lives of others, even if they don't know 
you're praying for them, your worship, your engagement in worship, your involvement in worship, and you doing what it is God has called you to do. You do the work, God will add the increase. So your, 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 your production, you doing, you being present, and then you produce. You put out what God told you to put out. Watch this. So, so say, say you work for a, let's say you work for a company that they make irons. That's what they make. They make irons. And your job is to put the handle on an iron. You ain't concerned with whether the iron sells or not. You ain't got nothing to do with how many irons they ship. You ain't got nothing to do with how many irons they people buy. You ain't got nothing to do with how many, how much people use the iron. You have one job, put the handle on the iron. The person next to you, they put on 10 handle irons a day. You put on 15. Guess who's going to get promoted? Right. Production. Do what God has called you to do. Be present and do what God has called you to do. Do your job. Do your assignment. Love is productive. Joy is productive. Peace is productive. Unity is productive. Hospitality is productive. Kindness and peace. These things are productive. They produce light. They produce results. Good morning is one of the most productive. Did you know good morning is one of the most productive things you can do? Did you know that? Good morning is the most productive two words in the English language, in, in human language. I'll show you why. When you say good morning, even to the meanest person in the world, you produced an activity. They had to think. They had to make a decision. Do I say good morning back or do I not? They had to think about who they are and what they are. They had to think about whether or not they're going to say good morning back. And if they didn't say good morning back, then God says, okay, now I know who you are. If they do say good morning back, God says, okay, now I know who you are. Depending on how they respond. So go to words, good morning has produced something. And it may change it may change the heart of somebody. It may change somebody who wasn't having a good morning to stop and think, you know what, maybe it is good. You know how many wonderful conversations those two words, good morning, have started? You know how many lives, good morning, has saved? Ah, not so good morning. Oh, well, what's, what's wrong? Well, nothing, you know, and next thing you know, you sat there for an hour. You've been on the phone for an hour. You, but you may have said the two most productive words in human language <laughs> is good morning. No two words have produced the results that those two words have produced. More conversations, more marriages, more relationships, more friendships, more fights have been resolved. Good morning. Try it and try it with conviction. Don't say it to say, now I'm going to show Willie Wade these, this good morning don't work. Do it with a spirit filled, a God filled, a, a Holy Ghost filled, a, a kingdom person filled good morning. 
I dare you to try. I dare you. Two most productive words. And so presence, my presence is part of my promotion. Productivity is part of my promotion. And then patience. Now, let me tell you the difference between patience and waiting. Waiting people aren't patient, and patient people don't even tell you that they're waiting. Write that down. Waiting people aren't patient, and patient people won't even tell you they're waiting. Watch this. When you go to the microwave, you set the time. Two minutes. When you set that time for two minutes, even though your plate might need five minutes, when you set the time for two minutes, you know what you just told the microwave? You know what you just told the universe? I'm only willing to wait two minutes to eat this food. I don't want to wait three minutes. I don't want to wait two minutes and 15 seconds. I'm waiting. And when that timer rings, the first thing you do is pull that plate out and you taste a piece. You realize it's not as hot as you wanted, but you didn't want to wait long enough for it to get hot. So now you put it back in for 10 more times for two minutes, and now it's 20 minutes. And you're just waiting for it to get hot. A patient goes to the same microwave. They look at how heavy the plate is. They put it in the microwave, and they put it on the highest time, 15 minutes. And they go off about their business. Hey, who got something in the microwave? Hey, who got something in the microwave? Oh, man, that's mine. I forgot I had it in the microwave. Because they're not standing around waiting for the microwave to warm their food up. They got other stuff to do. And they might come back before the 15 minutes. Oh, my plate is hot. They take it and they eat it. That's the difference between waiting and patience. See, when we're waiting, we're waiting on an outcome. We're waiting on a day on the calendar. We're waiting on, we're waiting on a particular result. We're waiting for something to happen in a certain time frame. And if it doesn't happen, it impacts us either positively or negatively, depending on what it does or doesn't happen. But a patient person that's waiting on God, they're not waiting on an outcome. They're just simply waiting on God. Because whatever outcome God produces, they're good with. I'm, I'm, hey, man, I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to bring my father home from the hospital, or I'm waiting on God to take my father home to be with him. But I'm just sitting here waiting. Waiting people ain't patient. They want a particular result. Patient people, they're not waiting. They just a fine and awaiting, awaiting God's result and God's final outcome. So three things lead to your promotion in the kingdom. Presence, production, and patience. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their... <laughs> I wish somebody was praying with me. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So that's what, that's what leads to your promotion in the kingdom. That's what leads to elevation to a new station. Now, 
Spiritual elevation may not come with a human title. Let me say that again. See, you can have a human title and God not spiritually elevated you. I know some Reverend Dr. Bishop's third prelate to the fourth Episcopal Council on this and that. Right. Couldn't say grace over a can of ravioli and it be effective. <laughs> I'm just saying. But then there was grandma. Fourth grade education. No real church title or position. But how many times she prayed you through? <laughs> how many times have you heard the stories about some so-and-so being sick and they sent for grandma and she sat there and tarried all night long talking to the Lord, praying that a fever break? I wish y'all was talking with me. <laughs> she ain't had no title. She ain't had no college degree. She could barely read and write. But she had but she had some position in God. When, when she opened her mouth and started to speak, God, oh God, oh no, I God, no, no, no. Y'all stop. Uh so to so talking to me. Yeah, yeah, I got I gotta listen to her. This such and such grandma. This such and such mama talking to me, and, and I need to answer while she's yet speaking. I need to answer because of her position. Not in the church, in the kingdom, because of her position in the kingdom, I got the answer. And while she, I wish somebody was praying with me, while she's yet speaking, I will answer. See, everybody want all of these titles, but don't nobody want to do the task. Grandmama did the task. Granddaddy did the task. So our promotion to next spiritual level does not always come with a new human title. So don't worry about titles because they don't mean a thing if you don't have the power of God therein. The Bible says what? They have a form of godliness but they lack the power therein. Yes, they have a form of godliness, but they lack the power there. Now, those of you who are watching me on Facebook, I just got to move you up a little bit. So please bear with me. I'm just moving you up a little bit. So bear with me. I need to do something or just something. Okay. So they have a form of godliness, but they lack the power therein. Right. All right. We on page six. We on page six. I know we're not going to get through all three of those. I'm going to try, but we on page six. And if you don't have this, email me so I can email you a copy of it. Email me at pray at gmail.com and say you need a copy of the worksheet and we'll get you one. Okay. Okay. So at the top of page six, the first box, number five, we only experience promised power for evangelism and spiritual victories 
as we prioritize and grow in our worship of the living God? This is a personal question. Is God your first priority? Is kingdom building work your first priority? Is kingdom worship your first priority? Are you more committed to your title than you are your task? Because men give you titles. God gives you an assigned task. Like, I, like I'm always fascinated by those churches that none of the leadership come to Sunday school or Bible study. And then the trustees, after the offering is taken up, they leave out the sanctuary when the preaching going on. I, the devil is a liar. Not at no church I would pastor. Because how are you being spiritually fed? When are you being spiritually fed? You don't come to Sunday school. You don't come to Bible study. You walk out the sanctuary to count money when the word of God is going for. I'm, I'm, am I missing something? When are you being spiritually fed? Where are you getting your spiritual instruction from? When are you being taught or when are you being led and fed the word of God so you know what your spiritual assignment is? You mean all God got for you to do is count money? That, so that's all God wants you to do. But that's all. Yeah, ain't nothing else for you to do. Oh, okay. So, so, so Jesus died on the cross. His blood washed away your sins, made you whole, and he don't want you to do nothing else. He don't want you to study his word. He don't want you to develop a prayer life. He don't want you to, he don't want you to do nothing else but show up on Sunday wait for them to collect the money and then go count the money. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just asking. Is it only me? Because watch this. They taught a monkey how to count. So I can go by the zoo every Sunday morning and borrow a few monkeys and have the monkeys do that. I don't need you. I'm just saying, if y'all good with that, okay, you need to stay where you at. Don't come where I'm at. You need to stay where you at. Please stay where you at. If you're good with that, stay where you at. 
We only experience promised power for evangelism and spiritual victories as we prioritize and grow in our worship of the living God. We worship through giving. We don't worship through counting. It ain't going nowhere. They ain't give but $8.65 anyway. It take all 15 of y'all, which each one of y'all counting 50 cents. It don't take all 15 of y'all to go count $8.65. What y'all comparing the, the, the year on the nickels or something? What you doing? That's just bonkers to me. You ain't been to Sunday school. You ain't been to Bible study. You took up $4.13 and 12 of y'all fixing to leave out when a preacher about to preach to go count the $4.13. Really? That's why Jesus died. Y'all, I'm going to stop because y'all y'all don't want to hear that kind of, y'all don't want to hear that kind of talk because see y'all cool with that. Having any and everybody being uh, handling your, because you, you've given out of your heart from a spirit of love, and people with bad spirits are handling your your good spirited money. But okay, with no discernment, no spiritual discernment. Then when we come to a meeting and the pastor or the church say, okay, well here's what we need to do: put this towards evangelism, this towards outreach. Well, no, we got to do it right, but it ain't your money. And if you was in church and you listen to the word of God and you got some spiritual discernment, then you would handle it differently. You would handle it like it's kingdom treasure as opposed to your personal bank account. That's why you have so many in so many churches. Ooh, I almost said the N word. People stealing. Yeah, I'm waiting for y'all to say something because ain't nobody said nothing. Right. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me, because y'all don't want to hear that. You cannot grow without worship. That is why it's called spiritual growth and development. That is why you get victory in your life when we worship the living God. Next to number five, we put, put these three words. Grow, glow, and go. When I worship, I grow in God. When I worship, God shines his light on me. I glow because God shines his light on me. And I can go any place because I am not afraid. I grow, I glow, I go where he sends me. When I worship, I grow. When I worship, I glow because God shines his light on me. And then I go wherever he sends me so that that light that he has shined on me, 
I can let it shine, not so that I can be seen by men, but that him inside of me, others can see their way who are lost and in darkness. I grow, I glow, I go. Number six, watch this. Kingdom power is kept from pollution this way. A kingdom people keep praiseful, keep praiseful and worshipful before the, the king. Kingdom power is kept from pollution. So your worship and your spirit and your membership, even to the church, is polluted when you are not, when you don't prioritize praise and worship. When you're, when worship, when coming to God, when coming to the house of God and worship in the house, in and outside the house of God is not your number one priority. You pollute your membership. You cheapen the grace of God. You make meaningless the mercy of God. You corrupt the call of God in your life if worship isn't a priority. If, if, if the house of God is trashy, it's because trashy people came there. People bought that trash with them. People bought that mess and jump with them. Because when you come to the house of God and worship is your first and only priority, you don't bring mess with you. You don't bring trash with you. You don't bring garbage with you. Hey, what's up, cuz? How you doing? I see you. You don't bring garbage with you. You don't bring trash with you. You don't bring foolishness with you. You don't bring bickering with you. You don't bring fussing and fighting with you. You don't bring animosity and bitterness and unforgiveness with you. Because watch this. You're not going there for that. When you getting dressed and you on the phone and Sister Sister Jones is telling Sister Johnson, I, you wait till I get to church. I wish Sister Jameson will say something to me. Right, right, right. You've just polluted your praise. You, you've just you've just reduced the power in your prayer. When you go to church looking for fusses and fights as opposed to looking forward to hearing and sharing your faith and your call and 
praise and worship God, you weaken the worship experience. Next to number six, we weaken the worship experience with our mess. We weaken the worship experience with our mess. We weaken the worship experience with our mess. Box, the middle box, First Peter 2 and 9 again. So watch this. Because this is, see, I hope you all are getting how easy this is. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to build a flying saucer. You don't have this is this is basic. This is easy. First Peter two and nine represents a basic revelation of the Bible. God wants a people who does three things. Walk with him in prayer. March with him in praise. And thank and worship him. Next to box number seven, put, write this phrase down. It's easy as A, B, C, one, two, three. God, it's you and me. A, B, C, it's easy as one, two, three. God, it's you and me. Look, I mean, look at how simple that is. Walk with him in prayer. Who benefits from prayer? When you call on God and ask him for something, who, who, who gets the better end of that deal? When the last time God prayed to you for you to heal him? When the last time God called on you to deliver his son or his daughter or his child? When was the last time God called on you to get him a job? He wasn't qualified. When did he call you? Oh. Now, when was the last time you called on God to heal you, to heal your mother, your father, get you a job you ain't qualified for, make a way for your son and your daughter, bless your finances so you'll be able to take care of what you need to take care of. If you're truthful, some of you just called on him before you got on here. I know I sure did. You benefit. <laughs> that's a one. I mean, that's just one side. God don't get nothing out of you praying to him. You, you get everything. <laughs> you the winner only you can win in prayer God can't win nothing 
And yet, not only does he answer your prayer, but he rewards you for praying. Then, after you walk with him in prayer, develop a prayer life, he says, now march with me in praise. When your praises come up, my blessings come down. Now he two and up. Because you're sending up words of praise and he's sending down blessings of a house, a car, a job, good health, safety, protection. So you're sending him words that he can only hear. And he's giving you tangible stuff that you can feel, food, clothes, bread, shelter, water, TV, whatever. So now you two and up. You up on God to zip. <laughs> now you're up to zip. Then <laughs> he says, now you prayed, I gave you stuff. I didn't get nothing. You praised me, I gave you stuff. I didn't get nothing. Now I want you to thank me for you giving me nothing and I gave you everything. And I'm going to give you more. Okay, so let me get this straight. I have nothing to offer but these words of praise and thanks and prayer. Right. And if I offer them up to you in a sincere way, right, you keep me in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. You heal my body. Mm -hmm. If something happens to a loved one, you'll strengthen me so that I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. You give me unmerited favor and grace and mercy stuff that I don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And then... You just want me to say thank you for you doing for me what I didn't deserve for you to do and stuff you did for me for simply calling on your name. Mm-hmm. And you know what most of us say? Nah, that's all right. I'll pass. Sign me up. Can I sign up in two names? Can I get saved in two names? Can I, can I get an alias and be saved as... Reverend Dr. Willie Way Jr. and then be saved is bought like can I get can I have another name? Sign me up twice. Can I get two of those packages? And yes, I'm telling my friends about it. Yes, I'm telling my family about it. Yes, I'm telling people I loved about it. Because I want them to get the same great deal I got. How many times I'm gonna show watch this. I'm gonna put you women to shame. Watch this, watch this. You go, you go downtown. You go to the mall. Belks or somebody, some shoe store have a shoe sale on that y'all didn't know what's going on. You be on that cell phone. Girl, guess who? You better get down here. Guess who got shoes on sale? I'm coming now, child. You call everybody. You text. Yeah, they got your size. Oh, I'm going to go back in and see if they got your size and your color. 
because you want them to get the same great deal you got. Y'all call people in other states. Girl, what size you in? Okay, you going to send me my money back? Now, I'm going to send you some. Okay. Then come Sunday morning. <laughs> you getting up to go to the house of the Lord. We're healing, delivering, strength, love, kindness, joy, peace, power, prosperity is that. You don't call out one of your girlfriends who you know don't go to church. Your sister who don't go to church. Please, they don't want to be bothered. I ain't going to bother them. Your husband, your boyfriend, your child. Please, I ain't got time to waste it. But that's where the greatest deal of all is at. You allow people who you say you love to miss out on the greatest deal of all, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, Sunday school after Sunday school, Bible study or spiritual growth class after spiritual growth class, you allow them to miss out on the greatest deal in the universe. It ain't a better deal in the universe than giving your life to God through Jesus Christ. You can't beat it. And we don't share it. We miss out on it. We let others miss out on it. Some of us halfway signed up for it ourselves. A, B, C, it's easy as one, two, three. God, it's you and me. Yeah, that's right. I'm, 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 I'm done for the night. I knew I wasn't going to get the box eight. It's okay. I didn't expect to because I knew that box seven, I was going to get excited long up in there. Right, 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 right up through there. Don't, don't allow your, Ooh, I got a book. Oh, that's a shaking book. Okay. Don't allow your friends and family to miss out. That's right. Sister Pandy to on the greatest deal in the universe. It has been the greatest deal in the universe since the beginning of time. You'll never find a better deal. The free salvation of God. You can't find a better deal. You just can't, you won't find one. 
You mean, God, I give you my heart, my mind, my soul, my words, my praise, my worship, and you give me everything I need to make it through this life? Okay, sign me up. Sign up my friends and family members. Y'all, come on, let's go down here and join this church together or this ministry together. Or... Amazes me. Anyway, God bless you. Heaven smile on you. We thank you for joining us. Those of you who joined us on Zoom, those who joined us on the prayer line conference call, those of you who joined us on YouTube and here on Facebook, we thank you. We thank God for you. Please, again, um, tune in uh, every morning about by about nine o'clock. Um, we have the new podcast. We put up the 12 minute message Monday through Friday. Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Join us live via Zoom, Facebook, or YouTube um, for our worshiping with Willie Wade. And then we put the sermon up on podcasts. I need 100 people to please go to anchor.fm and sign up, subscribe, and like our podcast. It will go to help fund the ministry. I want to thank those of you who um, we got another sponsor um, Sister Barbara Routh and Reverend Linda Mitchell, we want to thank you for sponsoring our podcast. Um, and, and it's a monthly donation. We want to thank you. Um, I'm asking those of you who are willing to please, sir, please, ma'am, give in that way. And for those of you who ordered the book, we tell Sister Routh ordered the book and got her copy. And we put her picture up on our Facebook page. And hopefully there will be others. So please, sir, please, ma'am, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, if this ministry and this minister has been a blessing to you, I'm asking that you continue to be a blessing to this ministry and this minister. God bless you. Have a smile on you. Let me pray for you and with you. God eternal wise, we thank you for this time of fellowship together. We thank you, Father God, for the breaking of spiritual bread. And now as some go to break physical bread, we ask that you let it be nutritious to their bodies as this breaking of the spiritual bed was to their hearts, minds, and soul. We ask, Father God, that you keep everyone in perfect peace, that as they focus now on family, friends, and different things, that you'll let them find more love, more joy, more peace, more power, more prosperity than they did prior to coming onto this broadcast. Now, Father God, in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you for all that you have done, all you will do, and all that you are doing right now. We give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray and we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, beloved. Have a great night.